When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> Hi everybody, Russ and my Hammers 11. Hope you're all safe and well. Got a bit of a sore throat today. Hashtag pray for us. Um, if you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing. Hit the bell icon so you made it with any time I put new content on. Today's guest, I mean, we, we've, you know, Irons United and, and my Hammers 11, you know, we're, we're, we're good friends and we've had, you know, we've had Anton, we've had Stell, we've had, um, we've had, God, my brain's gone blank, we've had Jim, we've had Luke. And it was only a matter of time before we managed to get Matt on. So we've got Matt on now. And obviously Matt's been really busy at the moment because he's been doing a lot of the live streams because Stell was sunning himself in fucking Cyprus, which was nice of him. How did, are we did doing? Did you get any notice? It was just, yeah. can you do this stream? Yeah. How long can you stay on? Yeah. Oh, I've got to go. You're, you're left doing it now. So, yeah. Yes. I, I didn't even know it was in Cyprus. It was literally in the middle of a stream. Matt was like, I've got to go now. I was like, we're still coming on. Uh, I don't know. He's in Cyprus. He might jump on later. <laughs> And he tried to jump on. If anyone saw the live streams, we tried over the last oh, week. God, you was, to be a bit, how sh- how shit would the uh, would the Wi Fi be? You know what I mean? It's like fucking hell, him, But yeah, it was it was like worse than dial up. I was like, what? yeah, yeah. He, he tried him, but we, we got it sorted. It's been a busy got it week. Sorted, but... didn't you? Yeah, exactly. And it was still good. I mean, you and Luke managed to hold the hold the fault for for a while. Didn't it? Obviously, when Luke hasn't got his like people texting oh. him on his phone, and then. <laughs> And again, he can't say much. I mean, he's in there. It's about the same. And he's in the UK. He's not inside. Oh, but that, yeah. But it's just, I mean, that's, that's, that's what I like about, about doing these type of things because it is, it is like that, isn't it? It's, you know, we're not professionals. We're just a couple of blokes who just wing it, who wing it basically. And I've been, yeah. Wing and, it. and people, you know, to us, most people wing it. There's only a few people in the sort of the YouTube West Ham groups who actually probably know what they're doing in terms of, you know. I don't think anyone does. Uh, I don't think even the West Ham channel does. Like even actual the West Ham United channel, I don't think they know. Yeah, they everyone sort of wings it. Well. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Everyone sort of wings. But I mean, it's. But I, I like it, you know. And it, it's funny because it, you see, particularly in the last few months, it everyone seems to have the production production values. But it sounds really wanky. But everyone's sort of up their game. You know, it's it's not like one bloke on a little shitty webcam. You know, chatting to with things like this, and with like the videos and. 
um, Claret, you know, I mean, Claret Blue Army TV, they were doing phone-ins the other day, which was brilliant, you know, on their through the actual phone-ins, like a proper show. It's, I love it. It's so it's, much, so cool. I think we've all had to, like, up our game yeah. in some ways, because you can't get away with, I mean, you know, our thing was we go down to supporters club. That, that was yeah. our big thing on match days, and we do, like, a live team news beforehand, and we try to get there before afterwards, and we, we try to, like, link up with supporters club and give them hits and stuff but you can't do that now everyone's no. stuck at home so it's like everyone's no. up their game and what they're doing at home yeah just, and just I think, keep it interesting exactly yeah and i think just because i think because you know we, we bless 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 uh what's his name there's anton on sunday trying to do stell's weekly show and um you know it, i mean still puts loads of effort into that and it's uh and yeah fair play you know he goes i mean and had five pages of yeah. research he'd done for that video and that was like he only clocked out about I think he clocked out under an hour before he dragged yeah. me in to try and extend it. I think he said still has like 20, 30 pages. Oh, it goes on forever. He literally cracks on. Like every, at the end, apparently, like at the end of every day, he will sit down and crack up, put all this stuff yeah. up. Yeah. So then when he comes to Sunday, he's got like a whole PowerPoint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, he just yeah. cracks on through it. I've seen it. I've watched one of them. And I'm not even joking. I watched it. I was like, popping around on a Sunday night before I was getting ready to go to bed to get up work in the morning. And I watched about 45 minutes and I was thinking, you know what, 45 minutes solid, it'll be done. And I went off, yeah. had a shower, had something to eat, <laughs> spoke to my dad, come back, it's an hour and a half later, and he's on with Nigel and they're still going. I'm like, yeah, but them two like together. Two and a half hours or something. Exactly, like, but them two together, Nigel, Nigel and Stell, I mean, you listen to them more than the podcast, just the podcast, and him, Stell, Sean, and Canning Town, you know, God, four of them, they can, they love a chat, and it's at least two and a half hours every podcast. So, yeah. They speak for about 10 minutes worth of actual content, and they just ramble on for three hours. They just ramble on, slagging <laughs> each other off, basically, Nigel and Canning ganging up on Sean, and that's that's about it. But it's the same here. Yeah, I mean, everyone just gangs up on Stell, don't they? Even if it's. Yeah. Every so the, the Twitter, you know, the comments on the live stream, it's all about Stell and uh, yeah, with Nigel and stuff. No, but it's yeah, I mean, it, it, it shows, isn't it? When people put the effort in, do you know what I mean? In terms of those types of things, you know, and Stell goes and does all his little Canva, all his pictures and stuff like that. And no, oh, it's all good. I love it. And it keeps you busy, doesn't it? I'm not being funny, you know, nowadays. At the moment, we can do fuck all anyway. Can't so. do anything else, yeah. No, that's what I mean. So you might as well, you know, spend half an hour. That's same as me. You know, it's like every hour, every day, every evening, rather. I pop in, pop in my garage for an hour and talk to someone about West Ham. And, yeah. Might as well. Can't do anything else. Might as well. What that's else are we going to do? Last spend weekend. time with my family. Fuck it, hell. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, you say London now. Like, it's, you know, you can't go to this person. You can't go here. No. Like, you, you can go down the pub and sit up like, two yeah. feet away or something. I'm... Yeah. But, but then you've got to leave at 10. If, well, leave before 10. You know, yeah. it's got to be, you'll be out at the door at 10 o'clock. It's not like last orders is 10. It's like, no, last orders is like half past nine. You're out the door yeah. at 10 o'clock. But I'm that's not... why that's why I was so busy last week with streams because that was like, oh, I've got, like, oh, got nothing to do. And he's like, right, do you want to stream the weekend? I was like, okay. Yeah. He just dumped me last minute. He was like, yeah, da, 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 I've done this. Off you go. Yeah. Well, <laughs> was, I mean, it's. it's... If people want to watch it it's like it's like that it was like on the sunday itself um i was sat there and i my, my nine o'clock one got cancelled no the monday called, yeah monday was nine o'clock got cancelled and i just just switched on and just did a live stream we had ant on we had we had uh charlie we had tom we just i just brought we just I like texting yeah. do you want to come on yeah fuck it and, I've, and then i've started a new a whole new series russ rambles it's going to be called and it's going to be more uh, more podcast-based sort of, like, discussions. Why I not? just came out of it. Fuck it. It's yeah, great. Why not? Why not? 
Already got already got a sponsor for it as well, which is brilliant. Oh, Soon nice. to be revealed. That's all good fun and games. And um, yeah, we got what else we got? We got a new we got uh, my hammers great coming up as well soon, which should be fun. Um Steve Potts is the first one. Oh, that wow. should be good. Like a round table discussion. Why not? Yeah. Why not, innit? Just something different, innit? Something different. Something different, something you do. Yeah. And yeah. apart from that, and apart from obviously doing all the live streams and stuff like that, how have you been, man? You've been well? Yeah, can't complain. Just decent work. It's just keeping busy at the moment, which yeah. got to find something to keep you busy. Like I said at the moment, it's not much going on. You can't do much. You know, nope. no one, I don't know when we're going to get back to stadiums again. I, I can't see it being this season. So, no, I, I, you know, it's, it's not going to be past Christmas, but in the new year, at least, isn't it? Yeah, at least. But who knows? But I think actually, I think people have like, I think people have adjusted to it really well. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like, you got to think of some people. All they've known uh, on a Saturday, three o'clock or whenever, you know, seven forty-five or whatever. Um, all they've all they've done is been at West Ham, you know, for like 30, 40 years, and now it's it's like it's almost like they've met, they've had to sort of adjust into this new world and watch guys like you and the Hammers Chat guys and and West Ham and you know West Ham Way and God, you know West Ham Fan TV and you know and, and watch the watch alongs and. And do Zoom parties and things like that. I actually think people have adjusted quite well to. It. I think the people, the thing that people miss most is going to the pub, yeah, uh, and the supports clubs and the, and the boats and stuff like that. That's what I think people miss. You can't replicate that. It doesn't matter how much you, you do it, which is shame. But uh, and also typically because West Ham are sort of playing all right at the moment as well. Because it's typical. There's no fans. <laughs> it is. Well, yeah. We've already had bar two games in the last since since the the old the official restart. We probably just played shit in two games. The rest we played all right, you know. It's like <laughs> there's no one there to see it. Yeah. Exactly, and there's no one to see it apart from me. Imagine I, that I, game. Imagine that game of the weekend. Mental. That, that away mental. end. That that because it was even that corner as well. It would have been down in that corner yeah. the away end. Imagine that would have been like in a ninety-fourth oh. minute. Mental. Because like there was that video, wasn't there, of outside and there's people outside the 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 London Stadium, and I I don't know whether that was taken on the Sunday. Because, like, why would you film outside the stadium if you weren't in the st- You know, so there was, yeah. like, a, about 20 or 30 people outside the London Stadium chanting, like, screaming it. I think it was actually sort of on Sunday. But fair play to them, you know. I mean, it's, it's I think it's, it's I think everyone, everyone is a West Ham fan, you know. I mean, my, I said, my mother-in-law, she came in to check on me because I heard this, she thought I'd, like, done my ankle in, <laughs> sort of turned my ankle. And it wasn't, I was just screaming at a Lanzini 94th minute, 35-yard goal against Tottenham. Um, how many times you watched that goal? Come on, tell me. I lost count. I asked this on the stream. We done oh, yeah. the Did other you? night, and I was like, I, I actually can't remember. I just yeah. spent literally all day, next day, just continually. Every time I could look at it, it's like, yep. Yeah. Even now, I still go back and look at it. Like, yeah. Although it I, will I go, was... it, it, it will go down yeah. in folklore. It's one of them West Ham goals. Oh yeah, yeah. And it was funny because Obiang put something out on Twitter on the Sunday morning, wasn't it? Yeah. Like it was a clip of that goal going, Oh, I'm at great memories of that goal. And uh and you just think, yeah, how funny, how like fate. It's like better than Obiang's. And well, I mean I think I, he said that, didn't he? I think yes. he had to come out and tweeted that. He was like, yeah, I think this is better. I think Manzini's top my one. Yeah. And it did. It did, didn't it? Just because it did, because it just was more on the cuff, it seemed, where Obiang was running with the ball, wasn't it? Where he was yeah, he just had to hit it, and he just had time to think about it. But I mean, I've probably watched more the West Ham, the Tottenham fan TV twin, you know, the the brothers. That's that's why I've watched more, just because it's brilliant. It's so funny. And then someone's mixed it with Tom 
at Hammer's chat, and obviously when they scored the ninety four, he took his tur- he took his top off and was running around his room like half naked, and it's just the the, the contrast in the in the two streams is absolutely brilliant. Oh, that is what for Wiz, isn't it? That's what that's what it's all about. Is, yeah, and that's what it's like to be a West Ham fan as well, because you know we don't have a lot of highs. No, we don't have a lot of highs, and I think that's and so when we do get highs, we milk them. We, you know, and we, we have to because we don't get them. Right? Exactly, exactly. And because just the nature of West Ham fans, we know that come, you know, you know that. So is that goal fantastic? Yeah. And the first thing goes, yeah, I'll probably lose against City. You know, that, that no one can enjoy it. They don't enjoy it <laughs> success because they know the next, what's coming around the corner because they've been sort of ingrained. Um, and and it's a shame because, like, you know, as you said, we've had three really good games, you know, oh, sorry, we had two really good games and about 20 minutes of the, of the Spurs game, you know, was, was really good when we were really on top. But, um, yeah, no, it's all funny. I, I, that's why I love it because you never know what's going to happen. You, you nope. just don't know West Ham. I told my mates, I'm like, well, I'll do my cumulative the weekend. I've got people, I've got friends who work like Liverpool and Arsenal fans. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what's for Dan for? Like, they asked me for West Ham. I'm like, phone better. Never. Never. No, like, what have you bet? And I'm like, I haven't bet on them. And no. I'm like, what? I was like, I've done my accumulator. I was like, I haven't bet on West Ham. Like, Why not? I was no. like, because you don't know. I was like, no. I'm the West Ham fan. I'm telling you, I don't know which team's going to turn up. So if I don't know, yeah. you've got no chance. I was like, it's so true. I was like, you it's could so bet true. on Man City to win 5 0 and then West Ham will go up and win 1 0. Yeah. Or you could bet, bet West Ham for a draw and we'll get spanked 6 0. Like, you just don't know what West Ham's going to turn up. No, and that's that's why we support them, isn't it, Matt? Because you don't know, and it, <laughs> you, don't you know. have to you have to watch each game because you don't know which team's going to turn up, and you know we we know yeah. three or four times a season our team will turn up, like the team will turn up, and then but we don't know when those three or four times are. It's like last season, we never we never beat Norwich at Carrow Row. I can never remember us beating Norwich at Carrow Row, and then we turn them over four <laughs> nil. It's like, where the fuck did that well, team come from? This, you know this I mean? season, we played yeah. a bang average Newcastle team at home, opening game. Yeah. Have you just come off the back of that Project Restart one? Everyone's like, yeah, this is this is yeah. the game we're going to win. We was absolutely dreadful and lost 2-0. And then we went and put seven past Leicester and Wolves in the Champions League chases and didn't concede a goal. Like, you yeah. just don't know what West Ham team's going to turn up. No, no. That's that's why I love them. That's why I love them. That's why, and there's always something going on. Ever since I've been a fan, something goes on. Whether it's whether it's the there's players never quite or a week. no, <laughs> whether the, you're right. It's whether the players or the ex-players or the boards or the whoever's in charge of the club or the managers. There's always something going on, which is great for guys like you because it means you've got something to talk about. <laughs> you know, you're never going to be stuck for content. Let's be fair. So you look at teams like I don't know, like you know, a Southampton or like a Sheffield yeah. United. And they just have like a quiet week. They might have a bad result and then you get a day or so. And, uh, but so yeah, yeah. we've just got, there's always something, whether it's the club, the owners, the yeah, fans, yeah. the media. There's, there's, we never can have just a week where we get put in this behind the spotlight no, to someone else. No, no, no. I mean, I mean you know, I, I don't know how like, you know, like a Southampton fan TV YouTube channel has enough content to, to last because nothing's happened. You know, what are they talking about? No. Danny Ings again. You know, it's like, great. Okay. You know, where us, it's like, oh, oh, this has happened, or this has happened, or this has happened. There's always something. That's why. So, so obviously for you, Matt, why are you a West Ham fan? Why? Why? What's your story? Why are you a Hammer? That's the main. Oh, I, I, I didn't have a. I didn't have a choice. No, I, I grew. I grew up into it. Yeah. Uh, third, fourth, fifth generation yeah. West Ham fan. I didn't have a choice. Like my my dad when he was a kid, and my grand my granddad, they grew up. At one point, they lived on Green Street. Like I, I didn't have a choice. Yeah. My uh, my granddad's granddad, which is like my great great granddad or 
great 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 granddad yeah. once scored a goal playing for Thames Ironworks. Like, I, I didn't have a choice. Yeah, that's, that's like my story. Apparently, the, the the family proverb proverb. No, that's wrong. That's the wrong thing. That's a proverb. Is the, uh, <laughs> I know uh, family story, or whatever. Um, is that my some one of my great 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 something great was was coach of the Thames Ironworks. Apparently, you know, and, and as you said, I I was I didn't have a chance either. No. Both sides of the family supported West Ham, and even my dad, who's based in sort of Charlton area, he's he, his family were massive West Ham fans. So it's um you sort of stuck with it, well, but I like being stuck with it. Do you know what I mean? I like not having a job. Technically, my local big team is Charlton. Like, yeah, I was born in Romford. Yeah, until I was about the age of four, and I moved to South East London. So technically, my yeah. local big team, even as a kid, especially when I was a kid which was, you know, I'm talking 20 years ago when I was a kid, Cholton were in the Premier League. So Cholton were technically my local team and all the people around me were Cholton fans. Yeah. I was a West Ham fan. And that's when Cholton were good, you know, under Kirbishley. So it was like, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't have a choice. Like my cousin was nah. in Cholton's academy. My uncle was, uncle's a Tottenham fan. Yeah. <laughs> all my fan, all side of family, West Ham fans. It was like, yeah, you haven't got a choice. Nah. Like nah my my I... nephew's finding out now, my sister and brother-in-law, my brother-in-law's from Birmingham and they lived in Birmingham until he was about six. And yeah. he was a West Brom fan, and he's moved down here now. And my dad's like, "No, you're a West Ham fan." He's bought him shirts. He's like, "No, you haven't got a choice." And he's he's in school, and all the little kids all got Charlton shirts on because again, it's the local areas. Charlton, of course, yeah. yeah. And he's like, "My like, no, take the Charlton shirt off, put West Ham shirt yeah. on. That's it. You're done." Yeah, so well, I, I like that. It's character you building. You, you wouldn't want it any other way, would you? Really? No, no, it would you be boring. Wouldn't. I mean, no, fair, Charlton, uh, Charlton are up there to be fair with a uh, drama. I mean, yeah, I mean they're good. Yeah, he's like it's like when we played him. It when we played it, it was like you know battle of battle of the the battle of the clubs. It was you know how how who was worse, but um, but he was like I mean I just think I just think, yeah I like the fact I mean I like the fact I wasn't given a choice. Do you know what I mean? And it forced you to, but it forced. I think it's it's character building. That's what one guy said. It's character building for his kids. You know you can't get everything you wish for. <laughs> No, you, you can't, can't get nothing you wish for. You know what I mean? But you can't. You can't be a Man United fan. You can't be a Liverpool yeah. massive fan. I mean, Land City weren't there at the time, but Man United were when I was a kid. That was like the big yeah. team. Talking like ninety nine, two thousand. It was a championship. You know, treble winning, treble winning United team, the Arsenal yeah, yeah. and stuff. It's like, no, you're a West Ham fan. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, that, we're, we're playing in the championship. No, you're a West Ham fan. Yeah. Don't know. That's what I love, man. That's that's, that's what I mean, and and that's that's what's great about West Ham because I just think we have, and I mean you know it more than me because obviously you, you do the streams and stuff. We have a unique group of fans. We do. They're unique. They've been hardened. I, I liken it to um, when you learn to play the guitar, you have to get your fingers calloused. You know, you have to, and that's like West Ham. We've been calloused. So we, yeah. you know, we, we no, nothing good comes in. You know, we, we, we're ready. We're ready for it, and um, and that's what I love. It. And it's just like they have such an unusual sense of humour compared to other fans. We obviously on this channel we have we have people from same as you. We have people from other football clubs watching us because they don't have that. They don't have this sort of like this type of relationship with their club and and sort of amongst the fans. Well, it's almost and like it's, we know it's going to go bad. So like yeah. when it go when it when it goes well, that's what we get to enjoy it because it's like we're expecting yeah. it. Like West Ham, well, we all like to say we're going to win, and well, previous we're always like, oh, you know, we're glass half half ball, you know, we're going to win. Yeah. But really, it's like, it's like the game week. I did the live stream. We went one 0 down inside a minute, and I was just like, yeah, it doesn't surprise me in the slightest because no. it's just West Ham. It's just yeah. what we do. We never make it easy. No, hey. we don't. We never have. <laughs> we never have. We never will. It's just the makeup of the club, and then that's what and that's what's endears it to me because we always try and do things. But but when when the chips are down we usually 
do do it. Do you know what I mean? Like when you yeah. think of the the Man United game at, at the bowling, last game of the bowling, and you know the Blackpool game and the Championship, and not the Crystal Palace on the Press North End. You know when 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 it's needed. We always turn Most up. Most of the time, we turn up. And, well, like uh, last season, you know, we had like the Norwich yeah. game, the Watford yeah. game. When it finally came down to it, when it really mattered, we turned up. Yeah. Which and 99 like... times, 100, we do. Yeah, So exactly. we the time that we don't turn up, but normally it's, you know... I mean, to be fair, the way it goes, we should have an average season this year. Because since, I, since, we, since we come back up, it's yeah. normally gone. We have an average season and then a crap season. So yeah. if you take out it's the normal. last season, up to yeah. park, it's normally like that. So we had a crap year last year. So we should get an average year this year, maybe like a mid-table snitch. Law of averages, yeah. I'd take that, though. <laughs> I'd, I would take a couple of boring, Allardyce, Kerbishly type seasons at the Floating. moment. Floating. Was it that season? Was it Zola? We'll be just like, yeah. we literally sat in 10th yeah. for the entire that, season. That will do me fine, honestly. And it became like a running joke on Match of the Day. They were like, here's the table, and everyone's moved, apart from West Ham. We're still yeah, 10th. 10th, 10th, but I'll take that honestly. honestly. I just, yeah. think, I just think it's part of this rebuild process we need, and uh, and if it means we're not, we can, you know, we can, uh, we're not sort of struggling around, you know, for towards the end of the season. I don't think we will this year. I was always, I was always, I've always been now, someone's going to replay this in May, but I've always been relatively confident of us staying up. Um, I think, I think, I think it's going to be interesting this year. I think it's going to be wide open at the top and the bottom. Definitely, yeah, yeah, but I think you can already see there's a gulf, isn't there? There's a bit of a gulf, I think. I think Fulham, Burnley, I think Burnley, yeah, uh, Burnley, West Brom, is it Fulham? Or like one point each or something, Fulham, yeah, and then there's someone on four points, and then there's like six and seven points, yeah. I think Sheffield United are going to struggle but, this season and stuff, they're as down well. there. I mean, they've got the second season syndrome, which is hard, yeah. But I mean, Burnley, they always, they always like this though, Burnley, even last year, like Christmas time. They had a game of like a run of like nine, eight, ten, nine, ten games. Yeah. They didn't win, and he yeah. Dyche always finds a way to get them back out of it. So yeah. I, I don't know. Well, Southampton last year, weren't it as well? They, I mean, he was, he was, he was literally a game away from being sacked. And then well, they, they spanked, knocked like nine nil, nine didn't, nil, they, didn't they? they? Yeah. By uh, Leicester. Yeah, and then they just, just, and then they lost to us. Yeah, of course, and uh, but they, they turned around it around, and then they turned it around and finished higher than we. Yeah. Yeah, because that, that was the last game, wasn't it? That was the last home game before before the COVID dropped in properly, yeah. wasn't it, if I remember? And uh, and I remember saying then we had to make sure we was out the bottom three just in case. And they were like, what? I said, oh, yeah, so we're back in two weeks. Yeah, no. okay. Nah, 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 nah. And then we ne- but... nearly went down on that stupid, um, weren't, even go- weren't even points per game, was it? It was like... Av- Weighted, uh, yeah. Yeah, we were the... going to go down by like... Point two of a point, even though we weren't actually in the bottom three. No, and but if which, which done... would have been the most West Ham thing oh, ever, by the that way, that would have been such a West Ham thing <laughs> to get relegated without being in the relegation spot. But you had, you had obviously, yeah, on one system we were going down on the unweighted system. We were staying up. We were staying up, and it was only the French league which did the weighted system or something. Yeah. It was, it was like you know, and they got a lot of backlash in court stuff for that because like yeah. Leon, who were. Fifth ended up finishing like ninth and didn't get any Summit, sort of Europe yeah. this year. Yeah. Well, you could just imagine, I mean, fucking hell, we still like the, the whole Tevez saga and stuff with us and Sheffield United. Could you imagine what would have happened if, if that you know, got in? But luckily it didn't. And luckily we stayed. And luckily, you know, we stayed up. Luckily, I think we were pretty, you know. I think we deserved it in the end. But it, I think it we did. Close. Yeah. 
It was. It was nice as well because you watched that. I remember watching that last game against Villa and we sat there and I'm doing all the calculations, you know, refreshing the old BBC sports and you're going down, who's staying up. I'm like, thank fuck we're not involved in this because it was like literally goal, this goal, that goal, all, it's all well, changed. I now said, we, we don't watch long for that. And I said before yeah. we went live, I said, well, this is going to be a draw. And everyone was like, no, we're going to win, we're going to win, we're going to win. I said, no, we're not, we're going to draw. Because we doesn't bother us what the result is. No. No. Villa just need a point to stay up. If Villa get a point, because if, you know Watford were never going to beat Arsenal. No, but part of me really wanted, really wanted Villa to go down because, just because obviously we was there and I was at the ground and there was like, when when uh, when when the goal went in, when Villa's goal went in, and like all them all the directors that the, the people the, the Villa directors were like ran to the front of the box. I'm like, yeah, and I was like, oh, fuck off, you know. It's like, and then as soon as Greedy's got the own goal, I was like, yeah, you're not running now, are you? you know. It's like, <laughs> and then I did that little really really oh, horrible thing where they sort of went into the, a huddle at the end, didn't they? And only one of them had a radio, you know, like we was in 1970, and then going yes, and, and the and the, and yeah, what for? Yeah. And he's like, oh, for God's sake, you know, you've got mobile phones now. It's like, it's so... Surely someone could have got an iPad oh. out and just had it all ahead. Well, they must have had, yeah, surely. You know, it's like, oh, it was just so cringy. It was almost as cringy as when we, we did the Betway Cup and Bournemouth went on a lap of honour. <laughs> that was oh, hilarious. Fair play to him, to be honest. Fair play. <laughs> I would have done the same, you know. I'd get out silverware, silverware, innit? Only us would invent a cup, which we've only won once or whatever. Um... I mean, we get to the final every year. I mean, that that's so much. No one's... I mean, no one's again, that's entirely West Ham, isn't it? Yeah. We make up a cup for ourselves. We've only won it once. Love it. <laughs> but just, yeah. And it's and you thought you'd fancy him this year because we had no like no foreign no foreign play. Here we go, here we go. Victory. No. We just stayed up. They've just gone down. They'd lost like half their oh. squad. I've been and transferred out. Over. And yeah. we got turned over massively. Yeah, oh, it's funny. It was funny, man. But uh, no, but that's yeah. It's just West Ham, is it? We're used to it now, um, and good old pre seasons and stuff. And you're right. We just, we just sort of had that thing, didn't we? We sort of had that that game. I mean, the Brentford game wasn't great either. We had that game, and then the Newcastle game, and then we had Arsenal, and then it, it steadily improved. Very similar to since restart, wasn't it? We had we had obviously that Wolves game, the first game after restart. That Wolves game, we just didn't turn up. No. And Wolves are really good. Then we had the Tottenham game, didn't we? And then we played a little bit better. And then we started getting some wins on the board. And ah, oh, well, it's being a West Ham fan, isn't it, man? You've, we're long suffering. It's not going to change. That's no. I, don't, I don't want. I don't want it to change. Someone said to me the other day, "Would you want to win the Premier League?" And obviously, straight away I said yes. And then I said no straight after because I don't think we'd enjoy it. We'd moan, we'd moan about putting a week inside for the Champions League or something like that. Do you know what I mean? We'd be like, "Yeah, we won the league. We won, yeah, we won the league. Brilliant, brilliant." But, but you know, we've got See, Champions I would, League. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind if we'd done a Leicester and we just won it once and then we just sort of floated. Yeah, just, just so we could turn to top and be like, "Yeah, but we won the league." So yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. And remember, honest, that, remember them two leagues you finished second when you the league and you should have won it. Yeah, well, we exactly. had, we actually we actually won it. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> But that's the thing. And also, it's like with West Ham, they could easily, every season, win the league or get relegated. And to be honest, I wouldn't, neither would surprise me just because it's West Ham. It, I don't, we, you know, we'd probably do like a great escape, then win the league yeah. and then get relegated the season after. Yeah, that's what we'd do. We'd be in the Champions League and get relegated. You know, that's, that's, that's like. Get us. to like a Champions League qu- quarter final. Yeah. But yeah. we're, you know, we're sitting bottom of the league on like 15 points. 
exactly. We play PSG in the championship, and then the next, and then come August, we're playing Rotherham. You know, and it's just. <laughs> But that's what, but that, that's what you know. And, and I think anyone who's not a West Ham fan doesn't think that's doesn't that, that's how we think. That is how West Ham no, fan, fans think. It's all good fun, though. I love it. Right, let's go and talk about your eleven, Matt. So obviously, everyone we've had on, um, bar bar three people actually, bar um, Harry Redknapp, Ian Bishop, and Nigel Riacoka, all three of them, apart from those three, everyone else, all two hundred, I think two hundred. Yeah, it's 203, something there. Uh, pick their 11. So basically the idea is um, you can pick whoever you want, whether the criteria, doesn't matter. But the only rule is you have to be alive to have seen them play. Obviously, otherwise, we'd have probably all put like... We were the same together. sort of players. Yeah, yeah. yeah, been Bobby Moore and Billy Bonds and Trevor Brookin. But we weren't around to see them play. So, you know, our, our reference point is somewhat different. You know, our, our reference <laughs> point is it's not it's not Billy Bonds, it's Gary Breen. You know that's that's our reference point. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, sad to say, but that is our reference point. Um, and so that's what we do. And we've had lots of as lots of different people come up. I've had about two hundred and twenty different names come up, which is really good as well. Because obviously, some people have, you know, some people have a special place in their heart for certain players. Just for yeah, others wouldn't. You know, so for me, Pete Butler, Pete Butler is my he's he's not my Billy Bonds, but he's like he was the first player I ever met. Um, because they used to do like at West Ham, they used to do the junior hammer birthday parties in the little school next door. So, for like you know, you'd have a you know, group of 10 of you for like 20 quid a head, and they'd do a bit of football and a bit of you know, I don't know, party rings and, and finger sandwiches. And then a first team football player would turn up to present the cake, and it was Pete Butler. And I was like, fuck it hell, you know, nowadays you would, you know. Nowadays, you wouldn't get you know Sebastian Haller turning up to Owls Adventure House or, or Jump Evolution. Um, nice. That shows that shows me age, but um, <laughs> but you know what I mean. So it's it's it was a special time, and uh, and so Pete's always had a special play, and he's you know, and he's been on the channel, and he's a lovely bloke, and he still randomly texts me like, "Oh, good good game for the Hammers." I was like, "Oh my God, Pete Butler's text me." I'm so excited, <laughs> but uh, that's what we do. So. Uh, Matt, we'll start off in goal. So, who's in goal for Flack 11? That's that's the question. That's what everyone wants to know. Uh, it, it was hard. I'm going to go Rob Green. Rob Green, do you know he's yeah. he's appearing a lot at the moment? Green, though, is um, I think I think it might be also um, the, the the sort of the age of the people we interview at the moment, you know, because well, I had a bit of Shackle and yeah, a little bit, did. and then there's a bit of Adrian, but <laughs> yeah. I think Rob Green, really, realistically, I think in the last, say the last, since the turn of millennium, barring probably that last season after he went to the World Cup, yeah. for about four years straight, he was w- one of the best keepers in the league. Like, he was so underrated. He went to that World Cup and that was his big chance. And he let that go in and it ruined him. Yeah. But, like, that season we had the great escape. He came in for, like, was it the second half of the season? Yeah. And I remember, like, that Arsenal game, he was unplayable. Oh, exceptional. Exceptional. And, yeah. So, for me, I, I did look at Adrian, but I, if I put the two of them up together, I'd still think, yeah, it's, it's Rob Green. Rob Green was yeah, a better yeah, goalkeeper. So, and, for me, and yeah. Fun- and funny story about that, that, um, that Arsenal game, I was interviewing Jimmy Walker, who didn't even put himself, he put Rob Green in goal. Oh, did he? Himself. Yeah. Oh. Fucking hell, yeah, I mean. but um, and and he just said because he was one of the hard is you know he, when he because obviously he's goalkeeper coach Ipswich at the moment, 
and he's like any any young goalkeepers. He says, you know, watch Rob Green. That's he's, that's he's sort of like case study because he's you know he wasn't he wasn't technically probably the best goalkeeper he's ever seen. He said either Roy Carroll was one of the best was the best goalkeeper I've ever seen technically, but not necessarily the work ethic. And him and Lou, I think they'd, they'd trained on the Friday. We played Arsenal on the Saturday, and on the Friday they had the training session, and then Jimmy and Roy had finished early. They're probably off off to Epping off to. 195 for a couple of sherbets but greeno they'd have their lunch and they'd have, and they'd have a shower and stuff greeno was still out there doing one-on-ones with ludo and then the arsenal game was literally one-on-ones 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 yep. all the time just shows you know if you put it in man it comes the other end and uh he was um an exceptional trainer by all accounts and uh and not like i mean adrian was like was flamboyant wasn't he, he was a flamboyant yeah. man where Greeno weren't, was he? He's like he's. I mean, famously, he sits reads the Financial Times on the on the team bus and things like that. But uh, no, I just think he's, well, yeah, he was a great Adrian keeper. was like the dramatics, and Rob yeah. Green just went and got the job done. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. There was no dramatics from Rob Green. It was just, but yeah, he, he was always. I remember watching him, and I was thought, you know, what he was actually one of the first times I thought we've got a solid, reliable goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then it was it was until. And I would say, probably, I say, apart from that last season, and he's probably the reliable guy we've had until we brought Fabianski in, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Because Adriano always had a mistake in him. Poor old Juicy was at the end of his legs when he came in. So he was never going to be, he was never going to be amazing. And I mean, to be fair, they were the only two goalkeepers we paid for in the last 15 years was Rob Green. And then I think we paid a couple of million for Green and then, you know, the seven million Fabianski. So yeah, I'll go Rob, I'll, I'll go Rob Green. Yeah, we'll put Greeno in. Good shout. All right, are we going to play... Uh, what are we playing, Matt? 4 4 2? Yeah, we'll, we'll go Sim- for it. We'll, we'll right, go for good. a standard. Nice. Let's go left back. Who's going to be left back for Matt 11? Oh, this is an odd one. I've got two names written down. And I've got to oh. stop between them. Who you got down? Who you got down? Let, let, let's, live your, let's live your dilemma. I've got George McCartney. Nice. Who done... You know, he did two spells, didn't he? He came he in, did. got sold some, and we got relegated and he came back. I've got him and I've got Creswell because again, we've, I, I picked, I sat down earlier and I picked this team out and pretty much every player, as soon as I put in a position, I knew exactly who we were going to pick apart from the fullbacks. Yeah. The fullbacks, I was like, we've never really been blessed with amazing fullbacks. No, no. I've only really, my first game was like sort of 99 and I was nine years old. Yeah. So I'm only really, since like really we got championship under Pardew forward is what I've got to work with. And we've never really yeah, been yeah, yeah, yeah. blessed with amazing fullbacks. No, um, we haven't. I mean, we haven't, to be honest, we haven't been since, <clears throat> well, hopefully different with, with Sue Fowl now, but since sort of Tim Breaker and, and Julian Dix, really. Even Sebastian Schemmel for his season was there, but it was before your time. Um, but yeah, I mean, you've got George McCartney and you've got Cresswell. McCartney was solid. Never, never remember him making a mistake. No, wasn't wasn't uh, spectacular, but he was a you know six, seven out of ten. I'd say I don't remember him making a mistake. And Cresswell, I think you know, I think he's what well, he's resurrected his career by playing. Well, I mean, I don't position. remember, especially said from my my standpoint, I don't remember many defenders we've got playing for England. No, true. West Ham. Good point. So the fact that's why I had Creswell up there because he actually made it into an England team playing for yeah. West Ham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I'll, I'll give it to Creswell. Maybe I'll just sign myself. Give it to Cres. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's he's done well since, I think he's done well since he's gone back to this, 
sort of three of the you know, left of the back three, any. I, I, I mean, I there was. There. I think it was it was two. He played two years in a row with no one else at left back. Yeah, we got. We, I think Allardyce got away with it. Yeah, and then Billich got away with it the last season at Upton Park. We literally had one left back. Yeah, and I think the end of that season, Creswell got injured, and we had to bring in Masuaku. Yeah. But he played every single game for two years straight to show you what the level he was at at that time. Obviously, he had the injury, he's load off, weighed off a little bit since, and maybe he's rediscovered his form playing left of a back three. Yeah, but yeah, I'll give it, I'll give it Creswell. Yeah, I think, I think he's, you know, <clears throat> unfortunately, you know, um, injuries as always, and it happens to all West Ham players. It seems injuries just fucks them up, really. But I think Chris, I think, you know, you can't, you can't. I mean, I can't. Not Kimmy's, you know, say he doesn't put it in because, you know, he always seems to put a shift in, and he's been around for a long time there now, six, seven years now, I think. And um, as you said, you know, part of the reason why I probably haven't had loads of fullbacks is, as you said, for those two years, the managers coming didn't need to buy a fullback because Cresswell was the guy they thought was solid enough, and he was. I mean, when he when he signed for Ipswich, he was brilliant. You know, he was this sort of you know dynamic. Uh, left back, and obviously, unfortunately, injuries played its part. But uh, yeah, as you said, he's sort of resurrected his career now. And I think him and obviously Masuaku playing wing back now really pisses Stell off, which I think is great. And uh, <laughs> can you imagine, like three months ago, when Masuaku, when they were talking about Masuaku coming back from international duty injured, and it was like a major issue for us this you know, this time round. Three months ago, we wouldn't have given a shit if Masuaku was injured. Do you know what I mean? No, but. I mean, to be fair, Masuaku is. I mean, we've, we've always said this on the channel. He's not a left back. No, he never the played. Only, the only he, time he, he's ever played well playing for West Ham is yeah. under David Moyes. Yeah, playing yeah. left wing back. Yeah. He done it when he came in two years ago. Yeah, I mean, we, we went. I can't remember who was playing right wing back. I think it might have been Antonio out there, and then um, uh, Fernandez. I think Eddie Wilson Fernandez played right back. Yeah, like something weird. But that was the only time Masuaku played well was playing left wing back because he's. Yeah not got the defensive ability to like watch no. runners and going behind. He'll, yeah. he'll run back and he'll put a tackle in, but he won't see the runner and think, oh, I've got to do this and that. So exactly. Creswell sitting behind him, they get the best out of each other because Creswell hasn't it got does. the pace to tra- track the runner. Masuaku yeah. can track the runner, but he won't watch the guy behind and Creswell can sweep that up. So yeah, I yeah. think it works out the best of both of them. And I think I think it's, it's fair. I think someone mentioned when we were talking about Masuaku on a previous episode that... Uh, when he signed from Olympiacos, he only played left back because they weren't particularly defensive. You know, he was never really a defender, really a true defender. And a bit like you know, fucking Anderson played left back at, at for last uh, for Lazio for a few games um, because they, but they don't, don't need, defend, don't need it. Yeah, they right. defend, so don't need it. They just put another attacker on. And uh, but yeah, bless him, he's 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 doing the stuff at the moment, and Cress is doing doing well, all right. So we'll put Aaron Cresswell in. Let's go right back. Let's get these full backs out of the way there. Who's your right back then? <laughs> Again, we, we got down to two. Yeah. I've got uh, Guy Demel. Yeah. Who's struggling right now. And I've got Carl Jenkinson. <laughs> Great show. I, 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 I like Jenkinson. I really did. And it was that, I think we were supposed to buy him and he got injured and that sort of put a stop to it. I think <laughs> since then the he way. disappeared off and he plays in, he's playing in the championship now. I think last I time I saw he was playing for like Nottingham Forest or something. Yes, I would have said, said Forest for some reason. I don't know why, but yeah. They're both good. Um, I mean, Guy, I mean, Gee was solid. He was, a, he was a handsome man as well. You know, good-looking bloke as well. You know, well turned out. Like, like he was very fashionable. And on his Insta, he's still very fashionable. And 
Uh, and Carl Jenkinson, I mean, he was him and Cressa were, were strong, were strong as a pairing, I thought, you know, and he, he had a couple of spells with us, didn't he, on loan, I remember. I think he come back for he went come for a year, then he come back for another year, then we didn't have him for a year, and he came back for another year or something. Yeah, we had a couple of times. The last time we was supposed to buy him, and he got injured, and they just pulled out of yeah. it. And because he was never going to get a chance at Arsenal, let's be yeah. honest. I think he came through around the same time as Bellerin, so he was yeah, never exactly, going to get. Yeah. He was never getting a chance at Arsenal. No, exactly. Uh, come on in. Who are we putting in, Matt? Come on. Didn't Jenkinson play in goal once as well? Didn't he play in goal for West Ham? Let's have a look, dude. Carl, I'm pretty sure he probably. I've got a feeling he did. Yeah. Um, playing goal. <laughs> I'm sure. I remember, like, we had a. I'm sure it was like an. I'm sure it's like an Allardyce thing because he didn't like playing goalkeepers on the bench, did he? He did. And goal. someone got yeah. injured. Yeah. Okay. Sure he right. Play so goal, did he? he was forced to play in goal as West Ham lost to Leicester when Adrian yeah. got because we yeah. had all of our three. Well done. We had all our three subs on because also him and famously Henry Lansbury Henry Lansbury yeah I'm going to give it to Jenkinson because he played in goal as well there we go (laughs) two right we love an outfielder in goal don't we I remember when Julian I I remember that as well because didn't like Adrian try to win a ball and I know his foot was high but it was oh was that almost kicked the bloke's head off almost it kicked him like in the chest didn't he I I think he'd come up for a corner I'm sure we were attacking yeah Quite and he just put his foot out to like volley it back in the box and keep the guy like he wasn't even looking he's looking over his shoulder and like booted him in the chest and got straight oh, bless him yeah quite possibly all right good shout yeah we'll put carl in right let's go center off who's your first center off then matt uh james collins nice good old ginge what a guy no, that's just an easy one I've, i mean i said i i've pretty much seen all of him i've seen it like you know i've seen him it's, we, we all watch his whole career Yes, I, think I started. I saw him in the championship. He's come. He first came in. He still had his still his hair. Then he's nice ginger hair. He did. He, he came he in did. with Gabidon together. They both moved in. Yeah. And say so he he went and come back. But you know you can't you can't not have him in there. He's done eleven years. He did eleven years, didn't he? Yeah, on and off. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I just think he's. Um, oh, he just. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, obviously he's recently. Obviously, he on Saturday he didn't, he's announced his retirement and. Uh, to be fair, I thought he'd retired at the beginning of last, end of last season, to be honest. So I was like, it was like, oh, I thought he'd retire, retired, but no, he was looking for a club. And uh, no, he was just brilliant. He? And, and, and I said before, I love a player who gives his shirt away, but meaningfully. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Rather than just fling it nonchalantly like Ronaldo would do into a crowd, he sort of picks out a little kid in Chav Corner and goes over and literally you hands it to him. Yeah. yeah, and I love that. And then he'd do a the fans and that's it you know he's, he was he was a, he was a class act well like, let's and, look for uh, this way what other player was in would be injured and would turn up stand, sitting in the away section at a game yeah true he done that to Arsenal the other year didn't he yeah but when yeah. we were uh, I think we lost was that we lost that game 3-1 yeah he was in the, he was in the stand he was actually in, he's in, he's in the way stand wasn't he I mean you've seen it occasionally some teams do it but no one's done it for us so no, it's a good point. It's a really good point. And you know, I mean, there's, there's, a, I mean, there's a lot of players who used to. I mean, what's name famously used to do that? Hugo, um, he if if uh, QPR didn't play or he, it was an early game, he'd be at, he'd be at West Ham. He'd go, and he wouldn't, but he'd pay for a ticket because I think Gon, I think Don's met him at like one of the boats or something like that. And he was doing, and it was like Jordan Hugo. What the fuck? You know what? <laughs> Absolutely mental. But yeah, no, he's he was a dude. I like James Collins. Um, top top guy. So who's he going to partner, Matt, in in the centre backs? That's the question. I've gone for Winston Reid. Oh, Reid. Yes. I, I was going to pick Upson, 
Really? I like Thompson. I like, like Thompson. Yeah, yeah. He come and done stuff. I mean, obviously, he came in for the money. Didn't he? he come and done a job. But I mean, again, Winston Reed's technically in his tenth year. Is it tenth year this year? Tenth year this year. We signed him 20, 2010, money the World yeah. Cup. So yeah, tenth year. I mean, and... he's, he's really done about seven years because I think he's been injured for about the last three years. Yeah, but yeah. He, he's been here ten years. Yes, and and and, and you know he's he's back in the after in January. And I think he's back. So. Um, He's yeah, only run a game down. I think he's played about seven games in a row. Something like that. Yeah, he scored the other day, didn't he? He scored a good header the other day. And uh, and, and I think that's why um, Wale Dawson was on a loan. That's what I reckon. Guy. Before the injury, he was he was he solid for years. And again, he was one that came in, got relegated, stayed, come back yeah, up. Yeah. And it's and that relegated. It's the loyalty. It's, it's loyalty. Definitely, and and that and that made him actually as a West Ham player in that championship seasons because he came in and he weren't putting up trees. I wouldn't think you know when he started, and he went there hard himself. Obviously, playing tougher opposition rather than not so technical, but more sort of ooh, 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 you physical, know harder. Yeah. yeah, physical. That's the word. Thank you. <laughs> rather than the monkey impression, um, and uh, and just made him. And you know, you had Arsenal sniffing around, Liverpool sniffing around for him as well, weren't it? So. Um, no, I think he's a. I just think it's a shame, you know. You know, when you look at him and Collins, you know, both of them have, you know, done a fair stint at West Ham. Um, and it's funny, isn't it? Because like Winston Reid, I, I, you know, it's only when you realise when we signed him. But Collins, you know, he just he just had this affection with the fans, doesn't he? Like he was a proper, proper hammer. You know what I mean? With Winston Reid, maybe it's because he's. I don't know, New Zealand. He seems like a quiet guy. I've never yeah, met him. Quiet, he does like he's seen Denmark. in social media and interviews. He seems quiet. Yeah. He's not one to stick himself about. He doesn't like no. rocking the boat. He seems no. quiet. Maybe that's why. Like it's probably what, but it's, it's probably his nature because because you know he's from New Zealand and then and obviously Denmark. He played in, you know, he played for for Michelin, well, not Michelin, whatever he's called. Um, he Michelin or whatever. Yeah, so it might just be the nature of his personality. But with where Collins is like this fiery Welshman, you know what I mean? It's just like he just has so his passion coming out. We're not saying Winston didn't have the passion, but it's. It's just how it's how the it's fans demeanor. take to them. Yeah, demeanor exactly, and uh, and but he was. I mean, when he would on his day, he would still be a class defender, and I hope he comes back for a, you know for a little bit because it's it's well needed. Um, right, okay, let's go into midfield. Then that let's go to left midfield, left wing. Who have we got? This this is the one that's going to upset absolutely everybody. I've got to rock the boat here. Everyone's going to get really angry. Because this is he's the best player I've ever seen. I can't deny it. Yeah, but I know you're going to pick. And, and, and do you know what? Everybody says that exact word. Oh, everyone's going to hate me. But everybody picks him. Everybody Stim- picks him. It's Dimitri Pyatt. Like, Jonathan Spector. What? Sorry, uh, Dimitri Pyatt. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's just... It, I, I, you know, the way it ended wasn't great. But, I mean, he was probably no. right because we did nearly get relegated the next season. Yeah. And he went and played in the Europa League final. But I can't yeah, deny it, he's the best player I've ever seen play. No, like, no, no, he, he is. He's the best player. I said, I, I can only really go back as 2000, and he's the best player to put on the shirt. Yeah, sorry. No, I totally agree. I'm the same as you, man. Totally agree. I said Did this to someone the other day, and they were like, oh, he's not. I was like, I said, what other player played in a West Ham team yeah. and came 15th in a Ballon d'Or? Yeah, exactly. That year, we, that last year at Upton Park, he came the 15th best player yeah. in the world. Yeah. Never, and we're never going to see that again. No, are we? Maybe, 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 Mister Ben Rama maybe, might, might maybe, be. Maybe we find another gem. Yeah, but but I know what you mean. It, he's he was he was 
he was on another level. Like he, he, was, he was, yeah, he was definitely. He was in it, and and we and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. We never tend to buy players in form, you know, in their prime, and he was prime. That eighteen months yeah. was probably the best eighteen months he's ever played in his life. Yeah. I mean, he's still doing bits in in like league on, but not to the extent that he was at West Ham. No. We got him into the French team. Um, yeah, that and... global audience to watch him to exactly. put on and show his skill. Yeah. And obviously that Euros as well, when he was, you know, practically player of the tournament for those Euros as well. And Village standing on the table celebrating. Yeah, like a proud France dad. scoring a goal, yeah. Loved it. And uh, we were all celebrating French goals <laughs> that Payet scored. And it was like, just bizarre. But he was, he was here. Yeah, same, I totally agree. He was the best player I've ever seen him play for West Ham. And probably likely he's probably the ever best player I'm ever going to see at West Ham. Hopefully not, but it's probably going to be, yeah. Probably, realistically. The I mean, that he done, then, you just, you look at him like, uh, Two goals always stick out in my mind. We'll see the free kick at Old Trafford. Yep. And that goal against Middlesbrough. Yes. When he didn't even really want to be there anymore. He was on his way out no. the door. Yeah. And he still picked up the ball, ran past was it six defenders and stuck it in the bottom corner. Some twice. I swear he do it maybe some people. Oh, yeah, twice, he went, he went, know, some like... of them twice. Like and he just That's looked at everyone, he just looked at everyone else like seriously, can we can we actually so. play in this game? Like this is yeah. Middlesbrough. Like to be fair, that's just West Ham, isn't it? You know, we know that. But to reach your player, it's like, no, this isn't my standard. You need to up it. I'll yeah. drag you through if I have to. And he just went, I'm not passing to him. And it was like, I think if you go back and watch it, Antonio, I think, is it like Antonio and Caleri or something are both in the box waiting for the ball. And they're like, yeah, pass forward. And he's like, no, I'll just go past him again. Go past another one, pass another one. But that's him. That was him, wasn't it? And he was like, he, he was, te- he was just, he was exciting. You know, I remember when he was injured and he came on as a sub at Everton or Liverpool, something like that uh, uh, in the last season. And the crowd for like twenty minutes were just chanting Piet. You know, they wanted the song. They wanted him coming on. And he came on and did like one of his little pirouettes. The first thing he did, and it was like, "Hey, he's back!" You know, everyone's like, "We can relax in their seats because we missed him so much when he was out." And you know, we've God knows we've never had him. a set piece taker as good as him. No, no, no never, no, 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 definitely. You, you gave a free kick anywhere inside thirty yards. You might as well give away a penalty. It, yeah, like, very true. It was literally like a 50-50. That ball was either going to hit the wall or it was going to the top corner. Yeah. Because if it went over the wall, it, it pretty much went in. The keeper didn't yeah. save it. The keeper never got anywhere near him. The keeper just dived and prayed that he wasn't on target. Because if it was on target, <laughs> it was in. Exactly. And we've never had anyone that technical ability. No, never. Not to that consistency. You have like occasionally, you know, like Cresswell do one or, or Snoddy. But yeah, but they won't. It was... It's not on the money every single time. Every like, time, Exactly. You know, like he, 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 I think his first one he scored was Bournemouth. He went in off the yep. crossbar. I think that's like when he just, again, when he just come back from his injury. Yeah, he'd done that one at Palace, which defied the laws of physics. Exactly. Which I've watched that back tonight, and there's, I remember I saw a video. Of it come up. I don't know why it come up on Twitter the other day, and it was someone from the away sitting in the away end at the Blin, one of the Palace fans, and it goes out of screen on the camera, and they all start doing like, hey, and all of a sudden it just drops in, and they're yeah. like, what? Yeah, it was just he just did stuff on the ball that wasn't scientifically possible. Huh. And you know, he wasn't he wasn't a particularly you know, he's a little stumpy little bloke really. I mean I can't talk, but he was a little stumpy little fella, but he just had this god given talent and could just just fantastically and we love players like that. We love skillful players who can make a player just look like an idiot on the floor and, and nutmeg people and you know, we've always had them throughout sort of our 
you know, through West Ham. We always we, get one that comes along. We get we? one every so often, so like Joe Cole and then Di Canio and then and then Pia and then Anatovic for for a while, you know. And so we haven't had one since him, really. Um, I mean, you know, Antonio is more of a pace merchant, and and so is Bowen, really. I wouldn't say they're tricky. Um, Lanzini started out like that, but we had Pia already, so it was like very similar. You know, both tricky players. But uh, yeah, he's he was great. He was a great. And he said, I think he's I think about forty percent of of people's elevens he's been in, and that's the first thing people say. People are going to hate me, but I'm going to yeah. put in the best player ever to play for West Ham. Yeah. Well, there we go. You've already sort of explained yourself. But uh, right, we'll put Dimmy in. Let's go with the right wing. Let's go the other side. Who we got? Yossi Benayoun. Yes, 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 yes. Love that guy. Oh, what a guy. It was great. He he was in that class. Like yeah. he wasn't he wasn't as high, but in terms of when everyone every now and again you had that one player come around. Like yeah, we, we signed from basically no one. He come from McAvee, Te- Tel yeah, or something. Tel- yeah, yeah. And again, he was the only one that wasn't around for very long. He came back on loan, didn't he, for a bit? But yeah. I'm sure we only had him for about two years. Something like that, yeah. But he was brilliant. I mean he was great, you know, he and interviewing people like Matty Effington and people like that, apparently what I didn't know about Yossi was he loved to tackle, loved to tackle in training. He loved oh, really? getting involved. Yeah. And I he was like a short, skinny little... Yeah, but he was like, he, he was he loved he loved the physical. He was like, really? Yeah, he did. He loved the physical, but it was great. And I, I was, obviously he scored some cracking goals for us. Cracking goals for us. He was, yeah, I just thought, I, I loved him as a player. I, I just thought he was... You're right. He was just so skillful. Yeah, we we like those sort of those players, don't we? The guys who are sort of they're not gonna they're not they could look like a good you know I don't know like a big gust of wind might knock them over, but yeah. But I think like, when they got the ball with their feet, it's just, just magical. Yeah, magical. And he's the and he's the it was the first player to score a hat trick in the Champions League, the Premier League, the FA Cup, and I think the League Cup as well. Well, because yeah, again, and he's, he's one that left us when he had to have a big career, didn't he? He did, yeah. Went to Liverpool. Obviously. He played for Liverpool and Chelsea and Arsenal. Did I miss anyone? Probably. I'm trying to think. He, he did the big three with them, didn't he? And he, you know. Yeah. And that and was it. And he was a good player. I just thought he was he was a good player. And he was fun to watch. And, and, and he always got remembered for that goal against Tottenham. Yes, exactly. And the and uh, he scored a goal at Fulham as well, if I remember. Well, I think Anton Oh, the, uh, the lob. He lobbed yeah. the goalkeeper, which was like a ridiculous toss and turn. Yeah. Well, that, that goal to stop Tottenham getting the Champions League. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, if you go back and watch that, you can see me on that footage oh, is when it? he scores. Because that year, it was I, me and my dad, I remember I was only, God, I must be about 15, 14, 15. Yeah. Me and my dad had tickets. We had seen tickets. We were in the Bogmore Lower. And we'd moved from like on the corner of like the West End. And we were like, oh, I think we picked like row F. Yeah. We were like, yeah, that'll be just about far enough back that you can see over the top of the netting. <laughs> and West Ham started at row E. Brilliant. So we were literally, that, that season, we moved off that. We moved about 10 rows back yeah. to sit next to my, my dad's uncle and my cousin. But that season, my, every week, my dad going to work, he's actually like, oh, we saw you on the TV this weekend. Because we were literally the second row yeah. in the middle of a goal. Brilliant. Part of the park there, the, old, the, the bars that held up the netting. Yeah. The one in the middle of the goal, we were literally like I was one side of it, he was the other side of it. <laughs> I love things like that. And you'll always have that. You won't look at the goal now. You, just, you know, you just look for you. you, you look at you, yeah. But where am I? Oh, there I am. 
But it's oh, just, well, yeah, we'll, we'll pick F because that's about, you know, that's a decent up back. No, we'll start at E. So F is the oh, second such row. a West Ham thing, isn't it? It's so West Ham, isn't it? It's like, how you West Ham would start it at E? But I'll forget the but fourth. Forget four the A, B, C, A, B, C, yeah. D. Where the fuck they gone? Yeah, Christ. Yeah, gee, you'd be like literally underground for A, wouldn't you? <laughs> really? <laughs> right, go on. Let's move on. Let's go, let's go centre mid. Do you do your first centre mid then, Matt? Uh, Scotty Parker. Nice. Nice. Which, again, whenever I talk about him with other mates, he seems to be a bit of a controversial one. Oh, he, do you know, mine's, it, I'm going to get off my... Because every time someone mentions Scott Parker, I get wound up by people and the way you said, assuming he's... Contra- oh, he just... Oh. For me, I was like, look, be honest, he's one. He's probably one... He's probably the best centre mid we've had in the last 15 years. Yeah, yeah. His technical ability... It was second class. I still remember that guy, goal. I think he scored against Liverpool, and he just like clipped it on the outside of his boot from like twenty mm. yards or whatever. You know, let's not forget. I mean, you know, his passion as well. Like, forget what Covey was paid for. He was always a passionate guy. He always gave a hundred percent and technical ability. Like, for me, you know, and that year we got relegated. He got. He still got Player of the Year, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right of the year, right Player of the Year, and and he won Hammer of the Year three years in a row. You know, you look back and see who's who else has won it that executively three years in a row. Yeah, nice. exactly. You're talking about the the big ones. You're talking about the Bonzies and and the Moors and the Brookings. And he's in that. You know, in terms of in terms of winning that that accolade, yeah. he was there. He, I mean, he carried that team for three years on his back. Yeah. Um, you know, there was that the West Brom game when he gave the uh, team talk half time. Talking of teams coming back from three 0 that was the only other yeah. time we did it. So uh, and he, yeah. gave, he he like he gave the team talk. He did, yeah. He was one who got Avram back on the coach, wasn't he? Exactly. And they wanted yeah. to leave him behind. Yes, right? it's insane. But and, because uh, he went to Tottenham, everyone's like, uh, mate, and like, he, and he's, we got his relegated. Dad was a top, he's a, yeah, he got relegated. He was just he was just getting to England squad. He went he just, to he, he was want, just football writers player of the year. Yeah, he, he, he didn't want to take his kids out of school. You know, Tottenham and West Ham are close to each other. You've got his dad was a Tottenham fan, apparently on his deathbed, sort of said to him, oh, I'd love, you know. Scott promised that he'd play for Tottenham one day, um, and so, and it's and it's and that that's what really annoys me. He's, he's, he's got his finger out; he means business. That's what really annoys me about about people because with Declan Rice, we literally was were, were pushing him out the door. People were like doing this. Oh, oh yeah, if Deck wants to go, De- good luck to him. He's gonna bet his career and da 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 da. And he's he's all you know. It's fine. I wouldn't think. Oh no. He, but to no disrespect to Dick, Scott Parker for three years was West Ham. He was like he was yeah. so committed that even the day before he'd left, he went to Tottenham. He was playing at uh, was it Watford and scored. You know what I mean? He's like and he'd still put it in. And yeah, because um, he still played the first couple of games in the championship. He did, yeah, yeah, he did. And as it's not like he's it's not like he's not going to play. He's still not like Jermaine or someone like that who just no. up sticks and went. But he was, you know, he was. He oh, earned I it. Just, he earned he it for what he did for the club, but some people still get this. No, he went to Tottenham. Well, so did yeah. Joko went to Chelsea. Exactly. Like, Martin Peters went to Tottenham. You know what I mean? Bobby Moore was going to go to Tottenham or Arsenal. Yeah. You know, he was going to put a transfer request in. You know, and so, but people forget about things like that, and because it's, oh, it's one, it's one of the real, real tragedies because he was Scott Parker. I mean, I would love to see him on the touchline at West Ham. I think oh, he absolutely. would be. Brilliant. Seeing what he's done at Fulham. Oh, 
just it's like, the passion. We love passionate people, yeah. and that sort of that interview, which obviously they dubbed and put the streets over it, which was brilliant. The, the, um, the playoff final, yeah, which that no was, one gave them a prayer for, by the way. No, nah, no, nah, it was always brilliant. They, for them. they were the, not even underdogs; they were like below underdog level. Yeah, yeah, they went through the whole season like just picking up scrappy one nils by determined play and counter attack, and Brentford steamrolled the you know. Basically, with steamrolling everyone yeah, with their exactly. amazing front three of with Watkins and Ben Rama in it, scoring X amount yeah. of goals, and then he done them on tactics in the final. Like, is it was it oh, was it the first goal or the second goal when he um done the goalkeeper? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was the first one. Yeah. And Scott Parker said he's like, no, I told him. Like he said before the game, we looked back at the footage. I looked at the footage and saw that he always stands far off his line. Yeah. For free kicks. So I said to him before the game, if it happens, try it. And he said, and he ran over to me and I was pretending I was telling him tactics and doing all this stuff. And all I said to him was, look, he's off his line, shoot. Yeah. He's just, I just think he's great. He's, 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 he's got a brilliant mind for football. He's, he's, he's a bit of a throwback. Do you know what I mean? He just, I think he's, he, you can tell with Scott that he, he loves the game and he has that. And I, I mentioned it today to someone that I was interviewed. And like where like someone like Guardiola or, or one of the more foreign-based managers, you know, they're in it for the money. You know, Pellegrini or, or, or Mourinho, they do the same job they would do with a different badge. Do you know what I mean? And they just pick up the money. They it's, it's like a blueprint. With Scott Parker, he really, really just seems to love the game, and that's infectious. That's absolutely <laughs> infectious. And I just think he would be, you know, he's he you know well, we'll see what happens but yeah one day i think he'll end up being on the touchline at west ham i just think i hope so brilliant i really hope so because i think it'd just be an absolute joy because he'll have that he'll have that sort of like association with the fans but i think he's got that sort of where slav i think was too much trying to be people's mates by all accounts yeah parker just seems to have that and we know he's got that tough side because he did that at West Ham, as you said. Like you know, he yeah. he knew when to shout at people, and you know the way he brought Mark Noble along um, as a player and as a as a captain. I mean, you know, Scott wasn't even captain. Do you know what I mean? Upson was the captain. You know, famously, yeah. um, and everyone had put Captain Scott Parker in. Like he's always the, the captain, the write up, but he was never the captain. No. And uh, now he's just. I think he's great. I love him. Love him. Love him. Love him. Scott Parker. I don't care who says what. I think he was absolute legend for us. Um, right, Scotty is in. I'll get off my soapbox now. Um, who's going to partner Scott in the middle then, Matt? Mr. West Ham. Mr. West Ham. Jonathan Spector. Yeah. There we go. There you go. <laughs> so one day yeah. someone's going to put him in. But you yeah, know what? My... I, I did really put him in at right back, to be fair. Do you I know mean, what? Yeah. He was on the list. He was on the list. Because just for that. I, I, you know what? I actually did have a soft spot for him, to be fair. Like, we'll segue into it quickly. Jonathan yeah. Spector. Because the guy just wanted to play football. The guy, like, like you said about Parker, the guy just loves to play football. And he was one of the guys where the man, he could have been told to go play like in goal and he would have been like, yes, yeah. boss, I'll go do it. Like he played everywhere. He did. And, um, he never moaned. He just gone with never it. Never moaned. And then like the one day where he found a position against his old team. Right, right. And, when we're back to get relegated and it's too yeah, late. And he's like, where the fuck has this bloke been? He scored a lot of against, yes, brace against Man United. He was like, unplayable with that. Sort of played defensive any, any, he played anywhere across the back four and you'd always get like yeah. a six out of 10. You'd always get an average performance. You need them though. You need them, don't you, in the team? You need a six out of 10. We're going to get relegated. So we play Man United in a cup quarter final. Nah, fuck like, it. Put midfield. Yeah. Put Spectre at holding midfielder. <laughs> And he like runs a game and scores two goals, and it's like, 
Yeah, it was, it was almost like it was almost the level of like when David Moyes put on Outreach up front, and all of a sudden it was yeah. like, oh, this guy's a centre forward. Yes, it's like oh, we've been playing him out of position for four years. Spectre. We should be playing him holding midfield, not in the back four. Yeah, but yeah, did, I, I then I think him. then I think did he play like a league game, the next league game in that position? And I just think he was absolutely wanky. I remember, but he, Abraham Grant kept playing him there, and I think if yeah. he kept playing him there, we probably would have stayed up. Yeah, because yeah, we had that game. We had that game, Wigan. Did we lose? One, uh, was it three two? We lost. Was, was that one of our game? save? Was that one of our save our season games? Which we lost. Yeah, <laughs> I think we. Was, I think we were two 0 up, and yes. Spectre was playing hold midfielder, and he was running the midfield, and Parker was injured, and Parker was like 40 percent fit, and it was like yeah. ten minutes to go, and Avram shat his pants. And pulled Spectre off and put Parker on. And Parker just got overrun because he wasn't fit. He was still like yeah. half injured. And he scored three goals in 10 minutes and relegated us pretty much. See, it can happen to anyone, Tottenham. It can happen to anyone. But yeah. But Mark Noble, back to Mark Noble, uh, Mr. West Ham. What can we say about him? What can you say about him? I, I've exactly. literally, this is the, we're, I've grown up with him. That, yeah, you have. That's yeah, the, you actually have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, when did he make his debut? 2004? Something 2000... like that, yeah. And I was a kid in primary school, and he's only like three, what was he, 33? 33, yeah, 34 so. this year? Something like that. 33. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like three years older than me. So I was like a 13, four, I was like a 13 year old with my dad, and I see like a 16 year old Mark Noble walk on the pitch. Isn't it? Yeah, it was 33, 33. Yeah, 33. he's three years older than me. So I literally, I've grown up with him, I've seen his whole career. Like for me, that is Mr. West Ham. It's like, crazy, isn't it? Yeah, and it's going to be a weird day when he when he uh, he's not there anymore. Or he's not when I mean, he's not on the pitch anymore. Not on the pitch I mean? anymore, or around. Yeah, he'll still be around there. You know, he'll still be around. He's he's never going anywhere. Let's be honest. No, he's, he's like got a, a job for life doing something. Yeah, he's like a dog on a on those extension leads. You know what I mean? You can let him go too far, but you just reel him back in and press the button. And they come back in, and that's very much Mark. And it's true because we've interviewed like people like Kevin Keane and stuff, and he's brilliant. Apparently, Mark's a fantastic kids coach, youth coach, because same way that you know you've he's been part of your life for West Ham, he's been part of like young kids' lives. Yeah. They've never known him not be in the first team, really. As a kid, you know, if you're like eight or nine or whatever, you Mark Noble has always been one of the first names in the team sheet, and uh, and I, I don't think. I don't think he can also, you know, his his influence on Declan as well is 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 not, is not in question. You know, in the same way that Parker's influence on him was he's there. He's not paying it back. Yeah, and now it's vice versa. You know, they're sort yeah. of passing down that sort of what it is to be a West Ham captain and, and a midfield yeah. general for West Ham. And uh, and no, I just think it's great. And it, and having and it's it's a very rare commodity having a fan be your club captain and have played 500 and more or games for your club. It's so rare. And um, we need I to mean, cherish he's, he's that. in the top 10 now, isn't he? He's, and he's creeping yeah. up that list. Cause there was a couple of people who only a couple of appearances in front of him. Yes. Yeah, he is. He went, he, cause he, he called uh Potsy the other day, wasn't it? Um, 506. Yeah. Yeah. I had it up cause someone was telling me about it the other day. So uh, yeah, cause I think he's taken over Jimmy Ruffle as well. I think he's on, Oh, see that we're doing this live, right? Okay, uh, appearances, appearances. Oh, it doesn't really help. Well, it's the top five, but anyway, yeah. I mean, we see. I mean, this needs updating where it's best down quite clearly because I swear he's on five oh six now, and Jimmy Ruffle was on five oh five, um, and so yeah. I mean, Brookings on five two eight, so that's realistically where he'll stop, wouldn't it? You don't think Mark Noble is going to end up? I mean, after that, Bobby Moore's five four four in terms of league appearances, not most appearances. 
Um, but league, oh yeah, it's different, isn't it? Alvin Martin's, yeah, Alvin Martin's five nine six, so he ain't gonna get any higher than probably mate seventh, I think, in terms of that. But still, fucking hell, you know what I mean? But for seventh. modern era, that is. Oh yeah, because all them lot have been like you know twenty, they did like twenty years. I mean, Alvin Martin did twenty years, Billy Bonds did twenty years, and uh, Moro, you know, Billy Bonds seven hundred ninety nine appearances. And, I mean, that's just uns- um, you know, no, it's never. It's, it's, the, old, it's the old cliched statement, but he's the last of a dying breed. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. It he, really he's is, on the way out. He's the last. He's you know. I mean, people say about Declan Rice. He's not going to be there forever. He will go somewhere else. No, no. It's a case of when he's not. not he's if. not going to be a Mark Noble. You know. No. He, as much as much as we'd love him to be a Mark you, Noble. You know, you had like John Terry. Well, really, I mean, you had John Terry. Yeah. Him, Gerard, Gary Neville. Gary, the, the, Neville's well, only Carragher. Gary Neville. Yeah, Giggs. Carragher. Carragher. Yeah, but even them. I mean, they all retired. Like you know five years ago you know what i mean it's like mark noble was the last of that sort of breed of yeah, player there, and... there's, there's no one else like, no. I, I can't remember i'm pretty sure i saw there, there was a while back like a couple of weeks back they had um every team's longest serving player and he was yeah. way way out in front of everyone else yeah i mean probably after before mark noble i think the only the last testimonial i can remember was was vincent company's vet testimonial for city he was there. He was there for a fair few years as well. So obviously, at least ten years of testimonial. But it's a, it, it's it's sad, isn't it? Really, because I think I think you know, with those team, those players. I mean, they're all associated with the club, and they, you know, and I think now, you know, we we moan about you know not being feeling close to the players and feeling close to the club, and I think it's because players fuck off after three years. Do you know what I mean? Two three years now. It's really sad. He's really sad. And as much as I'd like Declan to do it, I just don't think he's going to... I'd love him to do it, but I, I can't say I'd it. love I can't him to do it. Him. And part of me has got this little thing in the back of my head that Declan knows, and I've said it lots of times in it, if Mark Noble plays a 6 out of 10, we mark him as a 7 or an 8, you know, because he's Mark Noble. He gets an extra point because he's Mark Noble. And uh, he wouldn't get at any other club, deck. wouldn't get at any other club, that sort of togetherness. And he doesn't. What, what, the only thing that Deck needs to leave for is to win things. Yeah. And I mean, I've been funny. You look at all the people talk about the, you know, the legends and things like that at West Ham. Very few of them fucking won anything. You know what I mean? No. It's like you know, you look at you look. Noble at, won yeah, two look, playoff finals. Like. Exactly. But you look at like in before then, you look at your you know we revere people like you know Tony Cotty and Frank McAvenny, and they didn't win nothing. No. They finished third. In eighty five, eighty six, and we put him on this on this on this platform, you know, and it's like, which is too right, we should do, but they didn't win nothing, you know what I mean? It's like there's not a lot of people at West Ham who won something, uh, and so we'll see. Well, look at Gerard; he won, exactly, he won, yeah, yeah. he won two Champions Leagues, yeah, and he's one of the greatest players Premier League's ever seen. But never got Premier League with his medal. No, because he never no. he never went to Chelsea. He turned down Chelsea to stay, stay yeah. Liverpool and United, didn't he? I think you know. I think from United were after him as well once. Uh, sort of around. Oh, I was listening to a phone the other day. They were saying, "Who do you rather want? Uh, uh, was it an inform a prime Gerard or a prime Yaya Torre?" It was, and it was like it's quite. It's on a Friday night. They always do That's it when I pick up one. my kid. But when I pick up my kebab, it's, they always do it on a Friday night. And you listen to the car, and it's Darren Bent and someone else, and. They always have, you know, who would you rather have? And it was like, you know, it was Thierry Henry or Alan Shearer. And it's like, it was really good. But yeah, 
it's uh i think that's that's a new series oh, oh i'm quickly gonna nick that idea i think <laughs> ain't it my ideas i might as well nick their ideas anyway so um yeah anyway we'll put say so we'll put nobs in and, and talking about strikers let's go up front then matt who's your first striker then mate dean ashton dino dino what could he, have been exactly that's what i was gonna say he should have been i mean don't be wrong if he'd have actually Stay. He wouldn't have stayed. He wouldn't have been at West. No. Again, he wouldn't be one of us. Would have been in West Ham at long. No. The potential that guy had was unreal. Oh, like, brilliant. and we only ever saw him really for six months. Really? Yeah, properly fit, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. He had six and months he's... when he came in, took us to the FA Cup final. Yeah. Went off to be in McLaren's first ever England squad. Broke his ankle, and that was him finished gets hobbled by the smallest player to play for England or something like that, yeah. you know. Like the, Again, the, the, so we're stand. The tiny little, tiny little wind-blowing moments from Wright Phillips. Start kicks. I can't stand him, even when he's on telly. I, you know, he's on now. I, I, I have to switch it off. I just... It's, but, just, yeah, it's, it's not his fault, but yeah. It's just... I mean, he came back after that, and he's still... I mean, he's still, like, you know, he said... I think he said it in, I don't know if it was in a book or an interview before, that after that injury, he had to like, learn to run again and jump again. Yeah. He had to do it off the other foot because he couldn't do it on that, off that foot anymore. And yet he still scored that bicycle kick at Old Trafford. Yeah. I mean, with 3-0 down, it was irrelevant, but he still bullied Rio out of the way and smashed that in. And he got a standing ovation for the Man United fans for it, which you don't normally get from opposition fans. Yeah, no, no. I saw it on TV the other day on like one of the Sky, you know, Premier League era yeah, yeah, yeah. this year thing. And there's, there's people in the background, they literally were just like... What, what can you so, say about it? You sometimes, don't you, when you see goals like that? And it's he still got it, because he, he done a mobile testimonial as well. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. He rolled back the years. Oh, bless him. Didn't get, didn't, it took a while to get up, though, didn't it, if I remember watching. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, no, that's <laughs> it, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done, get I'm done, up. mate. <laughs> yeah, but I know he's, I, I just think he was... He had, he, had, he, he had everything. Yeah. He, right. The only thing he didn't have, he didn't have lightning pace. He had, he had enough, a, though. Yeah, he had enough to break he had enough to break a back line. Yeah, he was he bullied people because he had the he had the weight and the size. Yeah, and he was two footed. That I always remember that goal he scored against uh, was it Man City in the cup. Yes, when he did yeah, pass yeah, it, yeah. smashed it in the near post on his right on his left foot. Yeah, and, oh, you pretty. know he, he was a guy that had the world's feet. I've no doubt that if he'd have played, he would have been at Chelsea or Man United or Liverpool. Have, yeah, I reckon he'd have been at United, and him and Rooney would have been their partnership and England's partnership for many years. Because you remember, obviously, Rooney was desperate for a partner, and obviously Heskey was up there, and you know, then he never really worked. Well, I think it was 2010. Yeah, which was like just before he retired. Capello was still ringing him, asking how fit he was. Cause he wouldn't take him to World Cup to play with Rooney. And that was really four yeah, years no. after his career was done. I think yeah. that was probably around the time he retired, but Capello still winning. Yeah. And that, I mean, that team itself, that 2010, we had Tony Carr on, and, and when he did his 11, it was like, it was basically the England 2010 World Cup squad because it was like something like a third of the squad had been through West Ham Academy. And uh, yeah, it was mental. In some way, shape, or form, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it was, uh, yeah. No, and I think... Oh, just Dino, you know what I mean? He's just, I was so excited when he signed as well. It's similar to how I feel when, when we signed Bowen, you know, because he was that young championship player and you knew he just had the effort and he was just going to come in and just hit the ground running and he did. And yeah, terrible because obviously him and Bellamy, were the, that was the pairing, you know, and they would have been, I think he played like half a few times together as well, but that was the idea and they would have been absolutely we, sh- amazing. Well, we, we could have had him and Tevez. 
Yeah, yes, indeed. Because it was that summer he got injured and they brought in Tevez. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Anyway, we'll put Dino in. Who is the last striker then, Matt? Well, I, 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 I did link about Bellamy, but he weren't there for very long. I thought about Tevez, he weren't there for very long. And after, once you go outside of that, again, and out of it, he wasn't there very long. Once you yeah. go outside of them three, your choices get to really slim pickings. <laughs> but I thought I'd go for loyalty. Yes. I've gone for Colton Cole. God bless him. God bless Colton Cole. I like that. No, I think that's a good shout. And and again, you could never fault his effort. No. And I think that's that's all we want. That's all we want for West Ham. And we want eleven people who are going to come off that pitch and have a, and have, a, have tried. Yeah. And um, Colton was it? God loves a trier. God loves. I mean, you Colton know, Cole. There, there was that famous uh, Tottenham game when he scored the absolute weldy. Yes. And then five minutes later, he put, he put the foe through for a one-on-one to score an equaliser. And that's what you got out of Colton Cole. It was one of two extremes. But he'd never come off that pitch without a sweat on. He was never... He never he <laughs> never won off that pitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that one of him in the snow, and it was like steaming off him. But oh, he was a shift in. Yes. And he knew. And he, he got that. He actually... He knew. West Ham fans were like, if you put a shift in, no yeah. matter how crap you might play, yeah, we yeah. might get angry at you, but we won't moan at you because you put a nah. shift in. Yeah, you know, we, we got relegated, and he could have left. He could have been another team, championship team that picked him up. Yeah, but instead he stayed and took a fifty percent pay cut to get us back up again. Mental, isn't it? And you know, then when he left, and then when he left I, and came back as well. Yeah, <laughs> then, then we went to sell him to West Brom. Yeah, poor bloke went all the way up there, didn't he? And then uh, we got shafted by Levy. Was it was supposed to be signed in Meadow online? Yeah, yeah. So we were going to sell Carlton Coles to West Brom, and he was going to get a pay rise. And then yeah. last minute, Levy found out that we were going to loan Medo. Me, and he, oh, no, it wasn't Medo, it was um, Adi Bayor. Yeah. I remember because I saw this, um, I was listening to a podcast a couple, of, a couple of months back, and Colton Cole was on it with Kevin Nolan. They were talking about it. And he was like, I was literally there. I was in the yeah. boots, I was in the kit. And then Levy found out that he basically said he wanted to get rid of Adi Bayor off the book. So he'd said to the, to the Tottenham scouts and his agent, anyone can have him if they'll pay 50% of his wages. So yeah. like 10 to 11, he's about to sign off and he found out that it was West Ham and he went, no, they've got to pay all the wages. And he was on like 120 <laughs> grand a week. Because it was West Ham, he's like, you've got to pay all the wages. Oh, so God. they pulled the plug, Sullivan pulled the plug on the deal. So like, yeah. poor old, 10 to 11, Colton Cole's driven up to West Brom. He's in the kit, waiting to sign to get the deal signed off from West Ham's end. And Allardyce had to bring him up and was like, no, you've got to come back. Come back. That's like, Colton um... Cole was like, he didn't come back to training for like four days. He was like, he just sulked at home. He was like, nope. And then Kevin Owens, like, he got so much abuse when he came, he got so much stick. I can imagine, in. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> he said, bye, guys, I'm off. Bye. He's clearly he's got his bean bag full of stuff. but Got his pay rise, and then he was like, nope, you've got to come back. Yeah. Oh, and again, like um, I said, then we released him. Yeah, yeah exactly. And signed him back four months later when we couldn't get another Love centre it. forward. Couldn't get no one else. It's like, it's like Coley, we couldn't get anyone else back in. You fancy coming back in. Yeah. Your, part, yeah, your parking spot and your locker's still there, so you can, you can take them back. You ain't cleaned it out, so you're still there. No, yeah. yeah. I like players like that. You know, you need these club players, and he is a club player, and he's obviously still involved in the in the in the in the, in the, the youth setup. And well, he's already like he's already it. a legend now because he had that the um the Chelsea watch along. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. When Jan Malenko scored, and he went absolutely mental, and all these Chelsea fans were like, "Oh, we nurtured you. You come for our academy." And I was like, "No, I'm a West Ham mate." Yeah, I might have come. He's like, I might have grown up 
Chelsea, but I lived, I, you know, I am West Ham. And exactly. it was mental when that cult, that Yarmolenko goal went in. And the other guys were like, oh, no. And he was like, yes. But it's cut and cold. I Again, he, what, he, we signed him in 2006 and was it 2015, 2016 that he finally, was it even later than that that he finally went? Something then? like that, yeah. He was he was there I for a long time. Much, I think he'd done like 10 years. Yeah, he would have, yeah, I think. Might I think, have been nine yeah, years. Nine years because he would definitely have a testimonial. But I think, well, because he got with, released, didn't he? So technically it would have yes. been. So he sort of like left and yeah. came back. That's how they do it. But I mean, uh, what I like about Colton Cole, he's a typical West Ham player. As you said at the beginning, West Ham turn up three or four times a season. Three or four times a season, Colton would just, there'd be a worldie. And he's just like, you know, on a full, you know, full shot on the volley, top corner. And as you said, that Tottenham game where he scored a match, the amazing goal. And then next minute, he's he's let, you know, played the back pass, through. Played back pass to Nottingham. That's, him, just that's him. That was Colton. That's why we loved him because we like players like that. We know we, you know, we know what we're going to get. We just unpredictability. And uh, no, he's, he's a great guy. And I just think, but oh, he's lovely. He's a great bloke. You see him like now and he's still, he's still like yeah. a laugh. He said he's still involved with the club as well. Yeah, yeah. Still stuff for the club. I said we well, still no. does the art. Yeah, he does all the art. You know, the Irons United. Not the Irons. Yeah, you uh, inside <laughs> Irons. Sort of yeah. uh, the little YouTube thing with Chris. And um, yeah, he's funny on that. He always comes across, and they get you know they always come across like he's a nice bloke, and we're getting him on eventually here. And uh, no, and I, I, I always remember that story. Was it that he never paid his? Um, I mean, it was in the paper. He never paid his congestion charges <laughs> once. And didn't he have like thirty six grand in fines because he just because he assumed he lived in London and had to pay it. <laughs> he didn't pay it for like three years. I love people like, like that. He's just so ignorant. <laughs> they just said like the bailiffs round. Like they said like the bailiffs round him. Like you owe thirty six grand. So he was like, oh, he just, there you go. Wrote a check. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, bless him. <laughs> he just he thought he lived in London. Didn't have to pay it. <laughs> just it's cold and cold over, really. I already live in London. Why would I pay the congestion charge? Oh, bless. Him. I just think he's funny. I just think he's like you need people like that. You need funny people. You need characters. Football. Yeah, he's, so... a, he's a top bloke, isn't he? Football's so dry, you know, but, now. I mean, you know. He was on, to, to say it's like Colin Cole, he was on Soccer AM at the weekend. Oh, yeah. And, and his Jim shooting was absolutely awful. Oh, it was appalling, weren't it? And it was against, <laughs> it was against, what's the name? The, 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 the she's a West Ham fan. Yeah. yeah, the hashtag she, United, yeah. And she saved the goal, she saved the penalty. She was awesome. He took the penalty and he missed it and she saved it. She was awesome. We're trying to get her on, <laughs> we're trying to get her on the channel. She'll be well funny, but no, it's... Uh, and that uh, is yeah, Colton, that, right? That's Colton, isn't it? Because they, 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 they clicked it together, didn't they? They clicked his goals and they were like, oh, one of our star strikers, Colton Cole, who's still in something, he's still in our top 10 Premier League goal scorer. I think he's high. That is he scored 40 something, isn't he? Something like, like that, yeah. He's, 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 like, really he's I think it's like, he's like, yeah, he's third off. I think he might be third. He's I think he's third on the list. I think it's Decanio or Decanio Noble. Then it's Colton Cole, I think. Yeah, yeah. then it's um, Antonio. I think he's getting quite close. Antonio's yeah, finally no. catching up, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. But I just know he's a, he's, a, he's a lovely bloke. That's what I mean. You need them. Football's so boring now, you know. It's like you don't get characters and people like that in the game. I mean, you, you, even that era, you got Colton, you had Marlon. You know, you had people like that. They were just funny, and they're just characters. And you know, it's it, that's what that's something I really miss of the game. When you interview people, interview players like even before then, like Trevor Sinclair's of this world, and Razor Ruddocks and Ian Wrights. Well, they're all now they're Ian all media Fish. trained now, aren't they? It's like, oh, don't say anything oh. embarrassing. Don't say this. Don't say that. The only one who's not is Declan Rice. He's not media trained, and and I hope he doesn't get media trained because you because you get an honest interview out of him. You get someone who's if we've lost, he's really angry. He's really upset. If he's won, he's buzzing, 
and it's that's lovely all the fans to see. Like, that's, exactly. And I think now they're probably going back on it a bit because now there's no fans in. So they need right. stuff to talk yeah. about. Yeah, they do it straight after before they've had a chance. They need the passion. Yeah, yeah, they do it straight off the pitch, and, they, and you have yeah. that. And it's 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 a good there's point. So actually, much yeah, emotion removed from the game because there's no yeah. one there. But yeah. to get some of that raw emotion back, it's like straight away, right? Yeah, you know, like, um, the famous one was last season was Deeney, wasn't it? After the last game, yeah, and he was just and like, he was like, are you, was like, are you finished as a Premier League player now? And he was like, you know. cheeky bastard! Oh, sorry, I shouldn't yeah. say that on TV. I'm not finished yeah. as a Premier League player. I'm only 32 or whatever. Yeah, who currently plays in the championship and is now breakfast host of Talk Whoa. Sport. You know, it's like, do you know what I mean? It's I, like, I, I thought we were going to end up with him at one I point. thought we were going to be... put, I thought we were going to, yeah. Although I want to, I want to mind that, you know what I mean? Again, he's got, he's like, and that's what I mean. Anyone with a bit who's who stands out in the crowd now gets vilified, you know what I mean? It's like, like someone like Greenish. Greenish is a cocky little sod, but he's, yeah, but he's got Villa's, the things to back it up exactly. But his kids, Villa's cocky little sods, you know, same way that everyone hated Kevin Nolan. But when he played for you, he's your bastard. And oh, yeah, and he was like, a wind up merchant, wasn't he? Yeah, and that's what the game needs. And like Troy Deeney had a bit about him in terms of, yeah, you know, he was controversial. And you know, you look now, and obviously, stuff that Mark said in the press about, about West Ham, and you know, it, it, it sticks out like a sore thumb when players go, as you said, out of their sort of media training world. And we need that because it's personalities. Football's so sterile yeah. now. You know what I mean? Everyone lives in, I've said it loads in this channel. When I, I used to live in, I mean, I obviously live in Hornchurch now, but before I used to live in Loughton and all the West Ham players lived there and they would all go shopping. So Shaka, you know, I used to go and work in Safeways. Shaka were going to do his shopping every week you know you'd see him because his head would be above the above the stack because he's so he's the only one walking over the top of it yeah and he was just lovely and you know i'm, I'm you know famously i'm bumped into paul kitson buying pick a mix insane in Woolworths. <laughs> it sounds like an alan partridge sketch but it actually happened and uh and but you don't get that no more they're all in their you know massive penthouse paying somebody to go and do it. And, and then deliver and new breeds and it's just the nature of the football now. It's like, you know, even at Upton Park, you know, you could get a signature if you put your hands for the great and now because the way the games the, the way the stand, the way the stadiums are built and stuff like that, the play right around the back and stuff it is. And it's the same as everywhere. It's like St James and all that lot, you know, and it's it's a real shame because that's why we don't have this sort of affiliation with footballers anymore, I don't think. And I think that's why the fans are more together than they ever have been, because you don't get that. And when you do get, so people like, obviously, Sinclair and Ian Bishop and, um, I mean, they're the main two off the top of my head, but even people like David Cross and people like that who are on Twitter and Tony Cotty and Frank McAvenny, they're on Twitter talking to West Ham fans and are genuine and, and, and love the club and it comes through on, on Twitter and you don't get that anymore now because you don't get that interaction. It's really sad. But um, anyway, we'll, we'll finish on Colton Cole because we love Colton Cole, so that's great. Uh, Matt, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank it's been my pleasure. so mate. much. So great much fun. for your time. It is, it is. It's, it's cathartic, isn't it? It's, you know, it, it's, it's a time for the particular YouTubers to just decompress. You don't have to think about anything about Moyes or football. It's about just going back the memories and everyone enjoys it, particularly YouTubers, because you, you, you say so all it's new news all the time. You don't get time to sit back and reflect. So it's nice to have an hour, hour and 25 minutes. Where the fuck that going? Um, love it. It's proper, <laughs> proper stealth territory, isn't it, really? Um, <laughs> but I really, really appreciate your time. Thank you, mate. And obviously, thank you to everyone for watching.
watching on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, obviously, head over to IG United. You do that already. Give them some subscribe. Give, show them some love. If you're listening on Spotify or um, I've got, do you know what? I, I need to I need to get all the platforms: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Alexa, Alexa, play My Hammers Eleven. <laughs> got to get the got to get them out. Got to get the sort of the, the viewership up, the listenership up a bit. So that at least anyone who's watching, watching it on YouTube, we're going to be fucked off now. Um, but anyway, give it a love, give it some share, and until next time, for me and Matt, take care, everyone. Stay safe, wash those hands, come on you irons. And we'll see you again very, very soon. Take care, everyone. See you. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.